Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. One thing I really want to like be more intentional on is doing acts of service for your neighbors or yeah. people. In, I mean, I think it's super easy to like literally start with your neighbors. And Liz. It's working. You're in the group chat. You're at the Valentine's Day dinner. You're being invited to things. Making friends and building relationships just takes a lot of time. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. And you want to say hi, George? Come say to the say mic. Say and George. And George. That's right. We've got George here today. He was sick yesterday. Um, but you know, like the 24-hour fever rule. Yeah. So he is fine. No fever for probably like 18 hours at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we're hanging in there. We're doing good. He's feeling good. And he's enjoying an extra special day off with mom. Yeah. And he's going to be our special guest. <laughs> And by special guest, I mean he's going to <laughs> sit in the corner and eat his lunch and play with his animals like the good boy he is. Exactly. George, you are such a good boy. Well, well, so we've got some things to talk about today. We've got millennial words, yeah. base mod lugs, fast lane floss, announcing book club book, all the uh DTD industry knows, yada yada yeah, yada. Yeah, the things you know, the things you love. Yeah. Um it's a beautiful day here in it's Missouri. It's a beautiful day in comparison to the last time the we recorded. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. The tank is clean. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, and that's that's Missouri. It can it can and snow. And you know what else? It's like it's gonna stay beautiful. Like next week, they're no, like it's not. next it's week they're like, what true. if we made it seventy seven degrees? <gasps> no, it's not. You're lying to Mm-mm. me. Look I'm next literally week. Literally looking up right now. Tomorrow's even nicer than today. Seventy degrees. <gasps> oh, one day. High of 74. Wow. No, I know. <clears throat> wow. Incredible. We're blessed. So blessed. Too blessed. This is full spring. It is full spring. We're going to get another uh, blizzard wave, I'm sure, right around the corner. Probably right in time for Easter when everyone wants to be, you know, wearing a cute outfit and hanging out outside. It's going to like probably snow. Also, can I say something that... I don't have an update for, but I just want the people to know that I'm aware of the situation and I'm working on an update. Sure. Okay. There's this new viral post going around about Rivian. Have you seen it? <gasps> no. Okay. So this influencer, the blonde abroad has a Rivian, I guess. She's got like 500,000 Instagram followers and she goes, I don't, so this is the post. She tags Rivian. I don't normally post here to complain, but I hope it gets this company's attention because I'm tired. We were on the wait list for a Rivian R1S for two years. We wanted a family size electric car. We finally picked it up in December. And while I was happy with everything for a while, per car seat requirements, you have to switch the latch system to a seatbelt when the toddler is over a certain weight. Like Mm -hmm. we all know this, right? Immediately, the car was draining a full battery within 48 hours, but we couldn't figure out why. Long story short, we talked to the support their support team about about this on six occasions. After removing the car seat and establishing that the Rivian cannot go into sleep mode with a locked seatbelt, they offered no solution outside of the you can't use the car seatbelt. What the actual F. So Whoa. basically so basically if you have a car seat installed with a seatbelt, it's gonna drain the battery. And I think like maybe this is the first time we've heard of the first time I've heard of it, because I think a lot of people like you plug your car in at night. So like then that wouldn't matter. You know what okay. I'm saying? But like if you're in the situation where like I now I've gone down a rabbit hole 
and I've been reading forums. These people were like, oh, yeah, we took our Rivian to the airport, had a car seat installed, came back, and it was dead. Oh. So then I was like, surely not. Like, this is... I, I, That's I, I'm like, surely not. So I read the Rivian owner's manual, and it says... If the vehicle detects occupancy, it remains ready and doesn't go to sleep. Occupancy can be detected by buckled seatbelts or weight on the seats. So then you're like, wait, so like, what if it is a car seat installed? Like, what does weight on the seats mean? Yeah. And then I'm like, surely you just meant the front two seats. So anyway, I, I was supposed to get a Rivian press car next week. I'm supposed to get one. But like, first of all, I don't have a charger at my house. Yeah. Second of all, I install almost all my kids' car seats with seatbelts. Because I just like it. I just like, like especially like, the, I, like if I'm going to use the bride tax, like I like the click tax. It doesn't matter. So I emailed Rivian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, what are we doing about this? And they said they'd get back to me. Oh, God. So just know like I am, I am, I have my, my, my eyes on the situation. I'm being proactive with the situation. And it's just like, that's obviously so annoying but it's just like, how does that happen? What a mess on design. Well, and it's more than just like, to me, and maybe I'm looking too into this, and this is not like to slander them at all, because I feel this way about a lot of manufacturers, but like, it's not just that you messed up. It's like, you didn't even like, like, that's such an important thing. So it's yeah. like, did you even do the diligence? And I feel the same with the Toyota Sequoia, or like I can name a hundred cars, or the, 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 uh, the Chevy Tahoe with like the one tether anchor, the no head restraint. It's like, Will you guys just like use your freaking brains for a second? Like, are you not investing? No, are you no. not investing in like getting a car seat tech on your team? And here's the thing: if it's a, I don't know, a Mach E EV, and that happens, okay, whatever. Rivian, you are trying to be the first SUV for families. That that's an option for electric vehicle. So you clearly like. You you weren't thinking you like families should have been in your yeah so thought process and it this clearly was a mess. I do want to say I I I don't have it confirmed at this moment that that is how the car operates. So like I I just do want to like well I would say the owner's manual confirms that. Yes, but then I read forums that said that's only in the front two seats, and then other people like on forums okay. are saying like oh no like I have my car seats installed and like my battery's fine. Okay. But then but I just then I don't know if they're operating in a certain area where they're not charging their car every day and then they, maybe they they don't realize that it's doing that so i see okay so we i, I don't know yeah okay but and, and it, it to me I, i'm trying to bring up like a bigger problem outside of just this situation it's just like any i mean even the most base tech in the world could have pointed out that problem so like yeah. you so you don't so, so you don't so you don't have a tech you're not like you're not cons- like like same thing with the Toyota Sequoia. Any base tech could have looked at the one tether anchor. Any base tech, any human being could look at the one head and by restraint. tech you mean car seat technology. Or just, yeah, I mean it's just like I'll do it for free. Yeah, call me. Let me look over the design before we publish it. Yeah, it's just like take the extra. It's like I mean I'm over here like when I before I put out a product like I send it to like several people to get their feedback. Mm-hmm. What? People are crazy. Wow, that's some tea right there. Yeah. So anyway, I just I wanted to get that off my chest just because I, I don't have an update, so I don't want to make it like official industry news because I'm not trying to slander. Okay. But I just wanted to know because I'm getting it sent in every other every other okay. DM is that. Well, I can't wait to hear what they say back to you. Um. Okay. Thanks for that, Kel. Let's get into our millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less, less lame. lame. Today's word is Le Five, capital E L I 
five. E L I five. L E or Eli L E five. You it's you don't say L E five. You just type it out. You comment it. Are you commenting it in caps or lowercase? Caps. I said capital. Oh, sorry. E L I. Um, it's giving robotics. Hmm. Is it like some sort of like AI thing? Like you say it when you are detecting AI. Oh, L E five. That must be AI. No. Um, that's a good guess. That was kind of a random guess. I feel like there should be like something. Um, LE5 is explain like I'm five. So if someone posts a reel and it gets, it's very in the weeds. It's very, it gets very granular on a specific topic. Ah, uh, yes. You might say comment LE5 for like a dumbed down explanation. So like explain like I'm like you're George. Explain like I'm five. Yeah. Explain like you're explaining it to a kindergartner. What about the reverse when George, who's not even five, explains to me the workings of... George, come over here and tell him about snakes. What did you just learn about snakes recently? Come here, come here. Don't say it yet. Come here. You have to say it into the microphone. Say it into the microphone. So snakes only swallow, not chew. They only swallow? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Because that's how they... Because that's how they're camo. So if they're like camo on the ground, so this is like a bunny. Okay. See, now what you guys can't see is the hand motions you just did to help explain that. So that might, you might. No, it's very helpful. No, it was very helpful. The to visual see. aid. Yeah, and the, yeah, for sure. Thanks, George. That's fascinating. You're so smart. He's like really hyper fixated on that fact. Anyone who will listen, he will tell you that snakes don't chew. They just swallow. It is disturbing to see a rat or a mouse like in a snake's throat yeah elizabeth george yeah. is like i think it's cool do you think that's disgusting or cool no cool. i know i've talked about this before but like i think that's the benefit of having a son yeah like i you know what but sydney and grayson they were really into grabbing lizards and frogs and snakes and what have you i don't think i've ever touched a frog in my life me neither um anyway never been that kind of girl no but okay. ha- but thankful for the georges of the world yep. yep 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 um okay kel it is time to announce our book club book are you ready yeah it's your choice it's my choice um it's just came out as a movie and my mom read this book and she spoke very highly of it and it's a true story right I'm pretty sure it's, it's definitely historical fiction. No, histor- no historical, historical nonfiction. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like we could all learn something. So it's um, the book is Boys in the Boat. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. You don't sound. You told me to pick the you told me to yeah, pick I the thought book. you were going to pick like a fun smut read, to be honest Kelly, with you. I wasn't expecting that. No, Kel, we're going to try and learn something because I just feel like we've been reading like the romance books and they've just been falling flat so like this one they're making it a movie it's it's an underdog story let me read you the summary okay okay the boys in the boat by daniel james brown tells a true story of the university of washington's rowing team and their quest for gold at the 1936 olympics It is a compelling and inspiring tale of resilience determination and the power of teamwork i think we could all benefit okay I here's here's why I am excited about it. I feel like I need a book to say when people said, oh, what's the last book you read? Because mm. like, what am I supposed to say? Fourth Wing? Right. Like, that's like not. I well, mean, that would be actually I think a lot of people would. Well, no, yes, of course, of course. But like, imagine I'm like, you know, at, a, at my next like conference or something. 
and everyone like goes yeah i'm saying it's a specific situation but you know i'm always like trying to appeal appear well read like imagine i'm at like you know the next dinner auction you know it's dinner auction season we talk about this a lot i find myself a lot of dinner auctions this time of year imagine people are walking around you know talking about you know the latest book they read or like if i wanted to i think it's a very easy way to throw in a subtle flex being like oh well you know this this novel it's called it's a novel at this point yeah this novel the boys in the boat really speaks of or you can just you don't even have to say you read the book yeah you can say you read the book but then you can also flex your knowledge of the 1936 men's american rowing olympic your team so no i'm excited to have a different piece of content to kind of go after and mom also said when she Mom also said when she read the boat, boat the book, she had such an appreciation, even more so for rowing. And just like after seeing Sydney row for so many years and not know much about it, yeah. I'm excited no, I get to learn a little bit more. I get that. Um, okay, can I talk about my base model lug? Yeah. Now I share base model luxuries where I share a recent new discovery. Discovery. And it's not recent. It's actually the opposite of recent. But my new car is a 21 Ford Expedition with 75,000 miles on it. It's my mm-hmm. new demo car. It, it was just a used car at the dealership. I'm driving it for a while. Has a bench. Love. It's by far the oldest car I've ever driven, though. Okay. Could care less. Drives great. It's a great car. But it just has a little bit of a GTS package. What is GTS? Got that stank. Yeah. It's just a little GTS-y. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I live the very, very privileged life of smelling new cars almost on a daily basis. So, you know, I get in something that has a little GTS and I'm like, whoa. Uh, where's the chemicals and plastic my favorite smell probably in the world is like a dealership like a new car i love it i love that smell so much we have to come up with a candle that smells like that yeah you um complained the other day saying that your car smelled it doesn't smell it's just not new no it just doesn't smell new and like you if you probably turn off the podcast by now because this is the most insufferable conversation of two girls complaining about this um but I really do. I just want you to know, I, I I understand the privilege that I get to smell new cars so often and other people, what, maybe five times in their life. Some some people never. Some people are just used car shoppers. And I just say, like, never turn down the opportunity to smell a new car. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's the base model luxury? Right. Smelling a new car? <laughs> yes. The new car smell? Yes. No, it's uh, my car Pira. Oh, I had to. I, maybe that's why your car didn't smell. Yeah. <laughs> I um I got the car Pura and it's just now here's the thing with the Pura. I love it. You gotta make sure your car works with it. Like, do you have a spot? Because yeah. I don't what I don't want you to do is give up a cup holder because I don't know if it's worth that. It's big. It is the biggest air freshener I've ever seen by but far. But it's effective though. It's yeah. so effective and it only works when the car's on. So the scent lasts way longer. And you just turn it on, it kicks on. It's just because I have a very like clean, I think I have like a sand and linen scent. Like it's very clean. And it's just really nice. Love it. And now it's the time for my next Fastlane Philosophies where I share a recent thing that's piqued my curiosity. Yeah. Okay. It's an oldie buddy goodie. Okay. It's something that Jesus said. Love. Love it. Love thy neighbor. Mm. And I think we really need to like dissect what that means. The greatest, the greatest of the commandments. Yes. Jesus literally says there's no commandment greater than love thy neighbor. And... I was really inspired recently by my, by my mother-in-law because she, no one loves their neighbors more. So true. Barb is the most thoughtful, like thoughtful person in the world. Mm-hmm. And she like, 
enjoys it and like she loves hearing about when other people are thoughtful like she's just so like i love it it, it brings her acts of service is her love language like in every totally. direction no totally like the other day we were all at our house uh, she stopped by our new house and she's like i brought tyler a subway sandwich foot long extra meat i just feel like he's probably not eating and i'm like yeah i probably should have thought of that yeah <laughs> but like uh, she's so kind yeah anyway so she is always like doing nice things for them like if our church has like our sausage dinner she'll like bring them a plate and make it for them and just drop mm-hmm. it off at their house and she just recently sent us a picture during super bowl and she was having a super bowl party but then she also made like smaller portions of all like of a buffalo chicken dip of pigs mm-hmm. in a blanket mm-hmm. um to bring over to the neighbors to, to the elderly neighbor couple like for super bowl and it's just like she's so good at doing that and i think that one thing i really want to like be more intentional on is doing acts of service for your neighbors or yeah. people in i mean i think it's super easy to like literally start with your neighbors and like be neighborly and like yeah. really the people next to you but also just other people in your life definitely and she's just really inspired me so thanks barb you've and been I, really inspiring and i think it's um I think it's really important to do now. I mean, I think it's always important, but like Tyler very much has that access service in him. And I'm sure that came from watching his mom throughout the years. Yeah. Tyler always thinking of other people. And when the, when there's an opportunity to give someone something, he thinks like, Oh, how could this person use that? Or this person could use that. He's just like, always thinking of that. And I think he gets that from his mom. And I think he gets that from seeing that from his mom. And I think if you're, loving your neighbor well and loving those around you well your children will see that and the best way i think you can teach your children is through example totally so i mean like super i'm like so one thing that i'm gonna do is we have a neighbor and we found out that she recently she like she's an older woman lives alone and she recently had kidney stones Mm -hmm. so i ordered her chicken pot pie because i don't know like when i don't know someone very well like I, i feel weird about bringing them something homemade yeah. Like, I don't know this girl very well. Like, I don't know them that well. Yeah. So I love this place called Dorothy Lane Market. First off, if I know you and you have a baby, I will send you a Dorothy Lane Market chicken pot pie mm-hmm. because you can just ship chicken pot pies. It's so good. So I ordered one and then we're going to take it over. Like, and then oh, I'm going to okay. make Tyler and Tyler's like, I'm so shy and introvert, but like Tyler will go over there and do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just like acts of service for your neighbors. I just think love it's love your neighbor is the fast lane philosophy. And Yes. And I'm just feeling very inspired. Good. I love that. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by ZocDoc. Do you like to treat yourself every once in a while? Maybe go to the coffee shop instead of making the coffee at home. Maybe do a little retail therapy during your lunch break. You know, we all do it. So if you are used to the top options with everything else in your life, why are you settling when finding a doctor? It is your health after all. Enter ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors all with verified patient reviews. So don't settle. Go for the best and find the right doctor for you. With ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com carpool and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash carpool. ZocDoc dot com slash carpool. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Rocket Money. You guys, we love Rocket Money over here because they're saving us money. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. What a freaking service. Because, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, you know what everyone's doing? Subscriptions. They're all doing subscriptions. And they're all trying to get you with the, hey, free trial. Hey, just try this for a little bit. And then you forget about it because, hello, I'm a busy mom. I can't keep track of all of these things. And I look back on my account and I realize I've been charged $7.99 for six months. And that's a lot of Starbucks I could have bought. Mm. So that's why we love Rocket Money. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. If part of your news resolutions was to get a hold of your finance and just see where all your money's going, download the Rocket Money app. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash carpool. That's rocketmoney.com slash carpool. Rocketmoney.com slash carpool. Kel, we have some advice questions that need to be addressed and need to be need to be got to. Okay. So And if you want to leave your if you want to get your own advice, you can write in a hello at the that's right. Thank you for that. Okay, Kel, here is what Jen is up to today. Wait, can we talk about Jen for a second? Because I've been getting some DMs being like, who the heck is Jen? Oh, yeah. So when Kelly and I first started doing the advice segment, we would read the names and then like I would get down to the bottom and it would say, please keep this anonymous. <laughs> and so one day I was like, okay, Kel, we're going to keep, I'm not going to read this person's name. Let's just keep it anonymous. And she goes, okay. And I go, anyway, so here's what Jen had to say. So they're always called Jen. So they're Jen is just the anonymous name. So we don't, so we have a name to say without saying like, you know, like Ashley. Yeah. It's Jen. It's Jen. It's just Jen. Okay. So here's what Jen has to say now. Okay. She says, she says really sweet things to us. And then she says, Uh, My family and I have had the wonderful opportunity of moving to Germany in June of 2023. Although living over here was a huge adjustment, we are now settled in in a routine and have made some friends. My husband is a pilot, so we are primarily friends with other families in his squadron since they have a lot of events and we all have similar routines. Those same families also live in our neighborhood and we all have kids similar ages, so I was super happy with the dynamic. I was invited to the girls' group chat and started going to some of the dinner slash activities they do. In total, there's like six girls in this group. When we were at Galentine's dinner one When we were at the Galentine's dinner, one of the girls mentioned the rest of them going on a trip together and then quickly quit talking about it. When I got home, I just felt so left out and like they started another side convo without me. I feel like my husband and I both put ourselves out there and have hosted the entire group, like all families at our house for multiple dinners. And we try to plan other group date nights as well. So I'm like, we're trying our hardest, but I still get left out. I just feel defeated and alone over here, even though in my mind, I'm giving my all to make new friends. I had a good group of friends at our previous base, and this has like never been a problem for me, but it hurts to know I'm being left out. And since we don't have family or other longtime friends around, it's just tough. I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but what advice do you have? Do I ask them about the trip or just continue to go to events and plan get togethers? I can't like forget them and find others since our husbands work slash fly together. So I feel stuck and hurt. And I truly enjoy spending time with these girls whenever we're together. So... First of all, that is like such a sad feeling. No, it's such. A, it's just like, and it, it's it's a it's a painful reminder that like all those feelings we ever felt in like in middle school yes. when you found out you didn't get invited to the birthday party, it doesn't really ever go away. No, yeah, it's so true. Um, I think as far as a trip goes, like you don't know how long they've had this trip planned for. I agree. Like it could have been like bef- like maybe you would be invited now, but like you know they like had to book this like six months ago mm-hmm. and. 
And I also think like with a group of friends, like sometimes it is hard to do everything with the whole group. And like, you don't always, I don't, I don't always like, like those dynamics of like, well, if I invite you, I have to invite everybody. Like yeah. those can be kind of tough dynamics. And like, I would like to like grow up past those. But if all five of them are going and you're the only one not going, I could definitely see how that's like that. And I mean, if, if I, if I was one of the girls invited, I would have been like, Hey, just so you know, like we've had this plan, like this trip planned for forever. It yeah. feels like they probably should have invited you, though, or they probably should have like at least said something about it. Yeah, I feel like the sneakiness around it is what makes it worse. Like if they were had this trip planned or like, let's say the Airbnb can only fit five families and like they've all known each other longer. Maybe they've been talking about it or maybe it's, you know, for a certain thing for them to just like come out and say that I think would be less hurtful than, oh, shh, 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 don't talk about it, because that then that makes you feel like they're hiding something and I don't know. I I don't necessarily think I would address it or bring it up because I just think that's uncomfortable for everyone. I'd probably bring it up. I'd bring it up to one girl. I'd find the girl that you think you're the closest to. I'd be like, hey, and I'd just be like, hey, I'm just like feeling weird. I mean, you guys all have this trip plan. Like, it's fine that I'm not invited. Like, I just, I'd probably bring it up. Mm. But I think it also depends. I don't think you have to, though. Yeah. Like, if you're like, that would give me an ick, I want to move on, move on. I bet you'll be invited next time. Yeah. And and you're doing the right thing. Like, I would not discount everything that you have been doing and not say, like, dang, like, we've been hosting everyone and trying so hard. Like, it's working. You're in the group chat. You're at the Valentine's Day dinner. You're being invited to things. Making friends and building relationships just takes a lot of time. No, totally. It takes a lot of physical time. Like and the fact that you're in a group chat with six people, like I'm not in a group chat. I'm not in a group chat. With Kelly six. has our family group chat, which has more than six people. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't discount everything you've been doing. You're doing everything right. No, like I didn't go to a Galentine's event. You sound like your social life actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, you're. I'm sorry. That is such an icky but feeling. But it is icky. But to be fair, or not to be fair, but I just want you to know I've been there too. I've been there within within the last few years. Like I've definitely mm-hmm. experienced that. So you are not alone. Okay, Kel, this is our next advice question. She says, hi, girls. My husband and I have been saving for three years to buy a new to us Expedition Max for our family of six. We want to stay under 45K and we knew we would be ready to buy in February of 2024. We had, we had only told our families and a couple that are very good friends with us. This couple has been helping us look at the used car market to find what we are looking for. They have been very involved in our car buying process. They are now pregnant with their first child and we're so happy for them. But this weekend, they surprised us when they bought themselves a 2020 Expedition no! Max. I know I'm being petty, but now I don't no! want <laughs> I don't want the Expedition. To everyone else, it's going to look like we copied them if we buy one. What are some other vehicles we should consider? I'm thinking a Yukon XL. If we can save some more money, then maybe a Navigator L. Please help. No, absolutely not. You say I'm buying a Ford Expedition because the car says it's the best car. It sounds like she, that, girl I agree. Probably, that girl probably follows me, too. I agree. You have been saving for three years. You have had your heart set on this car for three years because you know it is the right car for your family. Do not let this do not let this sway you from getting the right car for you. And also, there's not that many options. So it's like you didn't copy anyone. You're just doing what everyone like everyone's doing the same thing right now because everyone's in the same boat and there's not i don't that many think options. it's gonna look like i hate people tell me that a lot when i do consultations like i don't want to get this because everyone has it and i'm like 
That's because it's like the best. There's a reason. You would be. Don't put your family's safety, comfort, and convenience above the fact that like sister down the road got it. Also for yeah. her one kid, like I don't get me wrong. I'm all about, I'm all about like forecasting your family's growth in a car. But like, okay, you want to get 16 miles per gallon for your one kid? Like, come and, on, you got four kids. And you guys both, you and that family know the truth. You and that family know the truth. And if nothing else, like you just be like, oh, do you follow the car on Instagram? Because like it's her favorite car. She's very outspoken about it. Yeah. I love the expedition. Yeah. Do you, if if she's still like, love you girls, but like, I, I literally can't do it. I would say, yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure, you can get a Yukon. You can get, well, do I think that you, do I think everyone will have a seat in, in the Yukon? Yeah. Do I think you'll have all like the features I love about an expedition and middle head restraints? No. Yeah. So. So. If you want to look at like something slightly different, you could look at a Wagoneer, but you're never going to find one pre-owned that pre-owned so and you've been saving for three years don't keep saving for the navigator just to get something no, different totally the expedition is the best for kids like if you did a consultation with me no exaggeration if you did a consultation with me i'd say you need an expedition so yeah. save yourself the 75 dollars and buy an expedition there you go i'm um, obsessed okay we have one more quick one this is also expedition related Hi, Carpool Girly Pops. Currently, we have three children and just found out we are expe- be expecting our fourth in October. Congratulations. After having an Odyssey on order that was delayed and delayed, we panic purchased a Traverse right before I gave birth. I was in the heat of the car buying craziness, and that's why we went midsize instead of full size at that time. Birth it- number three? That after number three, she got the traverse. Not the traverse. She's um, pregnant with four. She's pregnant with four. It looks nice, but functionality is not my favorite. The kids are five-year-old, forward-facing, three-year-old, forward-facing, one, one-year-old, rear-facing, new baby, rear-facing infancy. You might tell me to suck it up with my traverse, but I really like would like to be sold on a different vehicle. It is paid off. Would you still recommend an expedition with a bench for four kids? Looking back, no all-wheel drive may have been a problem with the Odyssey. This is a really excellent question. And I always talk about the the jumps that different numbers of kids do for for your vehicle options and like how I think about it because truly like the cars I'd recommend to a family of two three and four are all so different yeah do you know and so it makes it very hard to sometimes do consultations when I have families who are you know pregnant with number two but one four because I'm like okay well we gotta think about what to do four kids is by far the biggest jump and game changer from a car's perspective because then you can't you, then you physically can't fit in every car anymore you know that then it's no longer the oh you just need slimmer car seats just do the three across now you're you're constantly using that third row which means one we've got to have the trunk space mm-hmm. and i really like can't stress enough how it's not a good habit to put down a portion of the third row why is that cal because think about it like this like if you you know have a traverse and then you can't fit the stroller with the third row up because the trunk's not big enough so you go okay i'm just going to put down a portion of the third row and put a stroller here well now you have this unrestrained stroller Mm -hmm. next to your child in the third row and i mean if you've ever which i'm not saying you should go google this because it can be traumatizing but i've seen a lot of cameras set up in interior collisions Mm -hmm. the stroller goes flying flying and like i mean it is so incredibly unsafe so you've got to make sure when when you add a fourth that you're good you need the third row daily so you got to make sure it's enough trunk space so that's where like a lot of families of four i find it very difficult for them to be comfortable in the midsize category Mm -hmm. i almost i'm not saying you can't do it but especially for young kids who have strollers or just crap you've got to get either minivan or full size in my opinion 
I've I think you'd be happy in a minivan. I think you'd be happy in a full size SUV. It kind of just comes down to preference. Uh, yeah, I love the expedition. Now, the second question is the bench or the captain's chairs. And this is really tough. I kind of think I mean, you guys know, like I'm such a bench stan, but I've been thinking more lately about, you know, okay, if well, if we ever decide to add a fourth, like what will that look like? What would I want to do? Um, I still if, for an expedition, I still like the bench. Okay. Because I think since you can have such good third row access because there's the three separate seats, because they have the car seat tilt. I love the idea of giving yourself an extra seat to mm-hmm. have you sit back there, bring someone else with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still think the bench is good, especially while your kids are still so young and in car seats. I mean, I think eventually like when they're just buckling, I think the captain's chairs are nice, but I mean, as someone who like has an expedition bench, I don't, I don't think the third row access for car seats would be better if I just had the captain's chairs. So, yeah. so I, I, I definitely think you could go either way. Okay. So what, what becomes available, I guess, is it, is it what's available first or should she try and see? Well, out I would bench? say if you feel like your five and three year old can confidently like buckle and buckle and unbuckle themselves every time and you can fit and you don't feel like you need to sit back there ever because you're really you're probably not gonna be able to fit in between the third row middle seat. So that's why I like having the second row bench, because then you can like sit somewhere mm-hmm. with the kids. Then I think the cabin chairs are fine, but I think you would be happy with a bench. OK, there you go. Expedition. But I don't feel that way. But like if you're telling me Tahoe, I would tell you to get the captain's chairs because you just don't have all the party tricks that the expedition bench has. Okay, Kel, thank you for Sorry, that. Sorry, that was so wordy. Let's just keep the wordy words going because it is time for industry news where you spill the hot tea going on in the auto industry. Not the wordy words going. The wordy words. Kelly, thank you for Ellie-fiving that, um, wow. that explanation. Lerve. Okay, we've got some updates. Do you remember, we reported about it a couple of, probably like over a year ago, and Volkswagen's like coming out with like their Scout brand. So, yeah. like, they're reincarnating. Is that the right word? They're bringing back to life the Scout nameplate. Yeah. Which was, like, which was like Volkswagen's, like, super cute truck. Mm-hmm. But they are not bringing back Scout, like, underneath Volkswagen as a model. Or they're, like, making Scout cars. Okay. Scout is such a cute name. Yeah, it's cute. For, like, a car. The Scout. Like, Scout. And they're bringing it back as its own brand. And they're making it, of course, electrified. Because, like... Because that's all anyone wants to do. The only thing, yeah. And, you know, there was kind of like some some rumblings on like, you know, like, are they still going to do it? Like EVs aren't selling well. Are they really going to come out with not just a new EV, but an entire brand of EVs? And the answer is yes. They just broke ground on their factory. Wow. Yep. Where? I want to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. Okay, Indiana. I think. That's right. That's where the old plant was. The new plant is in Blythewood, South Carolina. Okay, South Carolina. It's going to open in 2027 and employ up to 4,000 people if Scout Motors can hit its goal of making and selling 200,000 vehicles per year. That sounds like a lot because let me see something really fast. So are they going to have dealerships or are they just going to sell out a Volkswagen? Well, that was the that's the drum. Because here's the thing. So this is technically like a new brand yeah so rivian in 2023 sold 57,000 electric vehicles so scout 
think that they're going to do 200,000. Oh, 200,000. 200,000. Wow. But they're going for like a $50,000 minivan. Volkswagen's backed Scout Motors is relaunching an American icon with a $50,000 electric SUV model. Oh, I thought it was a truck. Okay, it's an SUV. Okay, so we need to like keep an eye on what Scouty's doing because that's a lot. That's bold. We like people who are bold, though, but I'm just confused on where they're going to sell. I know. Scout Motors made gasoline-powered vehicles for about 20 years when it was owned by International Harvester Crossover. Production ended in 1980, but their shape and features continue to influence modern SUVs. Scout has a, a niche fan base of collectors ever since. The Volkswagen-owned Scout Motors enters a growing but uncertain U.S. market. Buyers of electric vehicles get federal tax credits, for now, but a Republican win in 2024 presidential election could end that program and lead tariffs that would likely rise prices because i mean not to get political but like a lot of like the administration will play a role Mm -hmm. on if they want to do evs or not and like that's something that i don't it's it's and it's very scary and frustrating because it's kind of like can we just all agree to do something like go for it yeah because how annoying if like one administration is going to like build it up and like give these manufacturers all this money and like give you guys all these tax credit and like put in all this infrastructure and spend all this money to make it happen and then the next administration is going to take it away because they don't care about it enough like it's just kind of like it's a little spook yeah it's a little spook so we got to watch scout okay yeah i'm like very intrigued I, I'm rooting for them. Um, but, but I don't know if I am or not yet. I can't say. Well, let me say this. I am rooting for, you know, I mean, I'm all about an electric SUV. Like, I think that's fun. I think that's options for families. I just think they should have made it a model within Volkswagen. I just think yeah. the decision to like try to be your own brand was is so stupid. Like Volkswagen's a huge brand. So like, you can't like you're what? doing it, you're kind of like and who's gonna know what scout is yeah people gonna listen think, to the carpool podcast for one but like you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot i feel like and people are scared to buy some of the like we have all these like i'm gonna call them boutique ev makers coming up like we've got the rivian the lucid the what's the other one the fisker like we've got all these like vinfast like yeah. we've got all these people in it, and i think one concern is it's like well who's going to be around and all the are the parts going to be around because like if yeah. rivian goes under then like what do you do with your rivian in 12 years when it's now in the used car market yeah. people aren't thinking about that people are not thinking about the life cycle of a vehicle mm-hmm. and everyone's like so hyper fixated on new car new car new car and new cars make up a small percentage it's actually all about the pre-owned cars yeah so in 10 years which the average car on the road is how old elizabeth 12 years 12 years so in 10 years we've got a used i knew that we've got a used rivian r1s and rivian went under in 2027 yeah what are we supposed to do about that (laughs) where do i get the parts okay that's a good transition to our next story because i actually am feeling pretty good about rivian i don't think they're going to go under i actually you know i've always been i'm a rivian sympathizer a rivian supporter i want rivian to do it because i love this story if you you need to listen to the how i built this with rj scorringe or whatever his name is the founder it's fascinating and Rivian's car mom supporter because they did invite me to this reveal. But, you know, I couldn't stand to do another. No, <laughs> I, no travel. I couldn't stand to do another trip. And it was all the way in California. Here's what I did appreciate, though. It was one night. They were trying to get me in and get me out. But then they said only one person per outlet. Ooh. And I said, I don't travel without my emotional support sister. Yeah. I can't travel without yeah. my emotional big support out, sister. Big out on that. But they are doing the Rivian is teasing the R2. 
which is the stupidest name ever because it's giving R2D2. Yeah. R2, a smaller EV before their March 7th reveal. That's when the reveal is. Um, it's expected to be called the Rivian R2S. This model could have a starting price as low as $40,000 and it'll be smaller than the R1T and the R1S. Uh, it looks very similar, but like I said, it's expected to be smaller. And then they could do an R2, R2T pickup. R2T2. <laughs> R2S and R2D. Wait, R2T and R2S. So we'll see. Um, previously, the company has hinted that this model could start as low as 40000 with price ranging up to 60000 for the more expensive models. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I also do like... I'm, did I tell you I'm getting an R1S? I think next mm. week, actually, as oh, a, pre- yeah, yeah, as a yeah, press yeah. car. Did, yeah. And I'm very... I think it's admirable that Rivian was truly the first to do the truck and the three row. Mm-hmm. And now they're like scaling back and now they're doing like their more affordable yeah, like yeah. five passenger car. Well, I think that's smart. I'm wondering, like this is the only picture we have, like literally just of the headlights. I am wondering if it's going to just look truly like a mini R1S. That, or... that teaser photo is making me believe that. Yeah. I don't know. But so anyway, exciting things on Rivian's front. I'm Like I said, I'm a Rivian stand. And I do want to say, I know I was just harping on like them going, kidding about them going under and parts not being available, but they are doing well and they have handled their recall. Remember when they, like, they had a bunch of recalls? Yeah. Like, they had a bunch of recalls. Yeah. They handled it swimmingly. Yeah. They're, they're doing huge. A, they're doing a good job. I'm proud of them. Good. And I'm not just saying that because they're sending me a car for the week because I have other things I don't like about them. Like I just said that they plowed through guardrails i do think we need to circle back yes and talk about that yes no definitely but i was then telling dad about that story and i do think it's like a little unfortunate that like rivian's the one that that the video is of because then i started looking up like what other electric suvs weigh and like the hummer ev is ten thousand pounds so like that's three thousand i mean it would it would plow through even worse and like the bmw xm was heavier than the rivian so like it's not well, like the how Rivian. Much, how much is just like a Ford F one fifty weigh too? You know, like, not that much. It's crazy. Let me like. So the Rivian weighed seven thousand pounds. Okay. A Ford F F one fifty. F two fifty. Well, an F one fifty weighs forty two hundred to fifty seven hundred. Okay. An F two fifty weighs fifty six hundred to seventy six hundred. Oh, okay, well, there you go. No, the electric cars are for the size are are very heavy. Um. But anyway, it's not like the Rivian being 7,000 pounds is unique. Yeah. It's okay. So it's not unique to the Rivian. It's unique to electric vehicles. No. Okay. Our last story is from the IHS, which I am on the edge of my seat about how these full-size SUVs getting tested are going. Yeah. So if you missed it, I've been like hinting on my Instagram, but they are crash testing the full-size SUVs mm-hmm. and it's iconic because they've never done it before. And whenever I talk about it on my Instagram, I always get so many messages being like, how could they never do it? And like they're blaming the IAHS. And let me just say something. The IAHS are our allies. Mm-hmm. First of all, they would love to test a Ford Expedition. Hey, Ford, send them an Expedition. Mm-hmm. They don't do that, though. Yeah. They have to buy them. They have to buy them. And they don't got a ton of budget. They don't have like the bu- like the unlimited budget to buy these cars like everyone thinks. So now they got the budge. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing it. Good. We don't have the results yet, but when we do get the results, we have to have Jessica come back on and break it down for us. But they recently did a story. Um, this came out January 24th, and it's they tested booster seats. I saw this. And we spoke like two episodes ago about how they don't how the car seat manufacturers don't release this crash data. Mm-hmm. So we have to rely on third parties, and the IAHS, in fact, does do this. The good news is out of the 40, 47 out of the 54 boosters tested, 
earned the best bet rating. Love that. So that's actually incredible. Since it's a much shorter list, can you tell us which ones didn't score that well? Um, sure. So it says they're not even saying it's bad. They're just saying check fit and that these boosters had very results depending on child and vehicles model. Okay. It was the Brightex high point backless mode, the Brightex skyline backless mode, the Sentry drive high back, the Graco forever snug, la- snug lock high back, the Graco slim fit LX3 high back, and the Graco true fit LX high back. Now, before you freak out about the LX3, that's in booster mode. Okay. Not. These are only boosters. These are only okay. boosters. These are only boosters. Um. So yeah, it was just like exciting. No, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay, Kel. Well, it is time for Ditch the Drive Through, where we give you an easy dinner recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner rut. I since we're not since we dropped the ball in February, I do want to February air fryer recipes. I do want to share um some of like one of the recipes that was written in because it sounds really good, and we'll share some more um th- this month as well. This is Bang Bang Chicken Skewers. Sign me up. Two chicken breasts chopped into bite-sized pieces. That makes about five skewers. Put chicken pieces in a bowl and toss with seasonings. Half teaspoon of garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, salt, pepper, and a little bit of olive oil. Put them on the skewers and cook an air fryer for four, at 400 for 10 to 12 minutes. For the sauce, mix QP mayo, sweet chili sauce, a small amount of sriracha, Brush over the chicken skewers when you take them out of the air fryer. Serve with sticky rice. Yeah. I love that. I need to get some QP mayo. I think you have to like order it online. No, you can like get it at like um, specialty grocery stores. Um, I think. <laughs> Who's going to? I'm sorry. I don't know if I know to go to a specialty grocery store. I'd really like him to go to the grocery store. Well, I think it's one of those things. Like Sydney has time. And like that's why Sydney always makes up with QP mayo. So I think that like some people do. Yeah. And there's also just one not near us. So. No. We, I mean, we don't have a Jersey Mike's near us. We got to take drive 30 minutes to get a sub around here. No, Goodness gracious. That's Missouri. We love Missouri. That's rural Missouri. Yeah. Um. So that's our digital drive through. And Kel, that's our episode. That was a really good episode. So thank you so much for listening. Start listening to Boys on the Boat. Buy it today. Um. And we will recap soon. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.